and welcome to Getting to Good Enough, a podcast to help you let go of perfectionism so you can do more of what you love. I'm Shannon Wilkinson, a life coach in Portland, Oregon. I'm a recovering perfectionist who's getting better at good enough. And I'm Janine Adams, a certified professional organizer in St. Louis, Missouri, and I'm lucky enough to be naturally good at good enough. And today we're talking about enjoying imperfection. Hey Janine. Hey Shannon, how you doing? I'm good. How are you? Yeah, I'm good too. Um, That's excellent. Yes, we've gone from like I've gone from fleecy pants to sleeveless shirts overnight. <laughs> so it's nice and warm oh, here in St. I did Louis. the opposite. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> that's funny. <laughs> yeah, yesterday hot. Well, I mean, you know, it was like. 76 or something but beautiful beautiful day today i'm uh in a hoodie oh wow (laughs) we actually turned on the air conditioning yesterday big deal at our house because we like to wait as long as possible yeah i'm not sure we've ever waited this long actually but so um yeah (laughs) wow well why don't you tell us what we're talking about today Okay, I will. We're, today we're talking about enjoying imperfection. I came up with a suggestion for this topic because I saw a Facebook post from a Facebook friend that, um, well, I'm going to read it to you and, you'll, and everyone will hear uh, what I'm talking about. But um, Deborah Underwood is a friend of mine. We grew up together. Her, our parents, our fathers both worked at Whitman College. And uh, she is a children's book author she lives in san francisco and i'm going to put a link to her um website in our show notes because she writes the most amazing children's books children's picture books and their um her book the quiet book is my go-to baby gift it's just a wonderful wonderful book yeah so she's a, a fabulous person so i asked her permission to read this she lives in a um I think she lives in a small apartment building. She lives in San Francisco. And during the this pandemic, while she's been having all this time at home, she decided to re-landscape the backyard of her little apartment building. And I don't believe she is a gardener. Or what, excuse me. I don't believe she was <laughs> a gardener. And so... Yeah. Yeah. So she um, put down some pavers to create the landscape and... Um, apparently went on next door to acquire pavers. And she put a picture in her post of the pavers, and this is what she wrote. She said, I, I may almost have my pathway border. It will be mismatched and imperfect, just like life. But instead of admiring perfectly matched stones, I'll look at them and think, those ones are from the nice professional percussionist around the corner who is out of work now. Those are from the elderly gentleman who waved from the window while I loaded them into my trunk. Those are from the cheery couple who gave me a pair of vinyl gloves because I didn't bring any. That's better than perfect. Oh, I know, right? I just love that so much. Yeah, so clearly she's a very skillful writer. and um, But also, well, yes. yes, that sentiment is... It, just, it made my heart sing because I... L- don't 
love looking at perfect things that much, actually. Um, so mm-hmm. I enjoy the imperfect a lot, and I surround myself with it. <laughs> <laughs> it's so convenient. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> but I thought it was uh, just a really wonderful message that rather than being bothered that things aren't perfect, um, to actually enjoy the things that the good th- the, th- the things that you enjoy about them, regardless of their perfection or lack thereof. Right, right, and it, it's such a great thing to remember because um, it's like it get the that what's perceived as imperfection is what gives things character so often. Exactly. Yeah. Would we? You know, and it holds the meaning. Right. We would not want to be in a world of, I would not want to be in a world of supermodels, <laughs> or if everybody looked beautiful all the time, you know? Yeah. Right. Yeah, that's, yeah. Right. It not only does it give a character, it gives it contrast. Yes. Yeah. yeah. I was just thinking about um, when, in my cartooning class, when we when we moved from circles, which were supposed to be imperfect, and then the first things we started drawing were... Um, animals, Mm -hmm. like cartoon animals. And um, the first place I really noticed it was there were these dogs that we were drawing and the the dogs that were the most imperfect were the ones that I liked the most, you know, that had like sort of wonky eyes Mm -hmm. or like their nose was off center, you know, or like what the ones I didn't quite quote unquote right were the ones that were the most charming right yeah isn't that something it's true and that's I mean that's a wonderful thing about cartoons generally or I suppose things like stuffed animals maybe like the loved one the loved right. stuffed animals are the the ones with the wonky eyes and so forth yeah when I think about like hand lettering um, which I enjoy doing the that's what distinguishes imperfection is what distinguishes hand lettering from a font yeah so i you know i i couldn't possibly create perfect hand lettering anyway but i don't even want to when i think about it um because then it would just look like a font or handmade anything and right and don't i remember that um with the postcards that you do that they specifically want you to make sure that they look mm-hmm. hand done and not look perfect or like a font. Exactly. They don't. They they do not want you printing off your postcards on your printer or something. They definitely need to be handwritten. Right. And that is how you know something's handwritten. Or you know, you get you back in the day. I would get a. I don't think I get these so much anymore. But like fake handwritten stuff in the mail, like solicitation. Oh, yeah. It's a letter uh-huh. with a with a. Um, with a post-it note right. that's supposed to look exactly. like it has handwritten <laughs> right. on it. <laughs> and you compare the E's and the O's and to see if they're the same, right. and they are. And then you know they're <laughs> fake, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. When I when I looked at the pictures that, that Deborah had posted on Facebook, which included her papers, which are mismatched, that's what makes them imperfect. They're different colors, and they're mm-hmm. not pristine. They made me think of um, my, uh, I'm using air quotes, garden, at my yes. house, <laughs> at my house, where <laughs> we had a, a rain garden put in last year um, through the grant from the Project Clear, and it's now growing. Right, it got planted last fall, little uh-huh. plants, and now um, it's big plants. And 
it is so far from perfect. Like perfect, uh, so far from perfectly <laughs> manicured. It's not meant to be perfectly manicured, right? It's kind of wild looking, right. and and um, I just love that about it. I lo- I love it more, I'm sure, than if it were um, a form a more formal landscape, which I've never desired. Um, and I go out there and try to ascertain what's an actual weed and what isn't, so that I pull the weed and. In fact, I accidentally pulled a non-weed yesterday. Bummer. But um, I put oh. it back in. <laughs> Fingers crossed. Go <laughs> uh, <laughs> give it a drink of water yeah, today. <laughs> we, uh, God did that for us last night. So I think we're good. Oh, good. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, uh, but yeah, the imperfectness of it is what makes it really attractive to me. And um, even I mean, they did a lovely job. And I'm sure it's symmetrical. I, I imagine I don't see personally see the symmetry, but you know it's professionally done and all. But yeah, I've always liked wildflowers right. more than um, uh, line rose gardens. Actually, I don't love rose gardens when they're planted yeah. in a line. Right, right. Um, yeah, I totally get that. It's um, it's funny because we have rose gardens in our neighborhood, mm-hmm. and I like to go look at the roses Mm -hmm. but i don't and i like to stand far back from the garden so you can see everything so it looks like masses of roses but i don't like how they're planted in rows Mm -hmm. like you say like it's not it doesn't do anything for me right yeah and and i used to work at a botanical garden so i was there for six years so i got to um see lots of walk among various gardens the missouri botanical garden has lots of different gardens in it have you been there shannon mm-hmm. i forget did we ever go there i don't think we did that's go weird there. <laughs> sometime yeah i know um but it has natural more natural and less and more um what's the word cultivated gardens and so i had a lot of chance to evaluate my feelings <laughs> about them formal they have a lot there's some like formal victorian garden in there and um yeah, give me the wood, the woodland garden. Yeah, right. But I do think, you know, I think that especially right now when we're, um, where the idea of going out and getting stuff in the store is uh, not very attractive because right. we're trying not to go outside. The idea that we can put together stuff that is not that from what we already have. You know, to create a, some sort mm-hmm. of solution or whatever, you know, the, the problem might be. I seem like I've been doing a lot of that where I'm gathering, trying to think of how I can organize this better or contain that better and thinking, what do I have? Using what you yeah, have. Yeah, using what we have. We should do an episode yeah. on that. Yeah, we should. Wait. Wait. I think we did. Yeah, we did. <laughs> Darn it. <laughs> but that just made me think. I just looked down because I was thinking about the masks that I made. And I, mm. I had it on earlier. And I didn't remember if I had it on or not. I looked at. I looked down to, to see whether or not it was hanging on my chest. It's not. Oh. Um, <laughs> uh, but I, that's what I did is I just, I used fabric scraps that I had and, and thread, whether it matched mm-hmm. or not. And and just sort of took what I had and and they're um, definitely not stitched perfectly. And that's what, you know, they're great. Yeah. They but do the job. They do the job and they're, you know, uh, 
are going to be, in, 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 assuming you hang on to it, in the coming years, that will be an artifact of a time, right? I mean, it will be, it will yeah. represent uh, the time in, in all its imperfection. Right. It also, it right. also makes me think of the, um, oh, Shannon, what's it called? The, uh, the mending? Visible mending. Oh, visible, visible, visible yeah. mending, yeah. How you can take something that's torn and maybe too torn to be okay and then just stitch over it in a way that's appealing but probably not, maybe yeah, probably not perfect because of what you're working with. Right. Well, and the, and you're hi- you're highlighting, you know, what the hole yeah. or the problem. Like you're not trying to hide the yes. problem. You're emphasizing it. Right. Yeah. Yeah. No wonder it reminded me of that. Yeah. I yeah. love that. I keep wanting to try that. Oh. Yeah. Me too. I've talked about it plenty of times. Right. Yeah. Last year it. when I fell down <laughs> in August, I ripped my pants, and I, I just mm-hmm. stitched them imperfectly together because I didn't want to throw away my they were new pants of course and uh oh I should try like putting a heart or something over that that what is now a really ugly um <laughs> seam <laughs> on the knee of my pants <laughs> I like that I have um some jeans they're not like regular thick denim they're kind of a thinner denim that has some lycra or something Mm -hmm. in it or and they're maybe made of something else i don't know they're sort of a weird material but they snag really easy for my darling darling cat cleo and so they have all these little snags in them and um i thought that it would be fun to do some sort of i know there's just like I think it's a Japanese style that is just sort of like running stitches of different lengths. Um, So it's not, you're not really mending it, but um, I mean, they do it as mending, but it would be kind of a way to, um, to embellish them in such a way that all the snags in them becomes part of it as opposed to, um, you know, something I just look at and get annoyed by that I have snags in my favorite jeans. it's very cool i love that idea but what yeah. happens when she snags the embellishment then won't you get Who really cares? mad at her no okay <laughs> no because it because it's just it literally is like a running stitch mm-hmm. oh and so if she snags it, then, you know, I just pull it out or I restitch it or put a knot in it. Or like, yeah, who, who cares? cares? It just becomes part of the, the canvas. Right. Yeah, that's excellent. Yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, yeah, and this also reminds me of, speaking of Japanese things, the Japanese, um, uh, I guess it's like a whole worldview of wabi-sabi. Mm-hmm. And that it's, um, it's sort of like the idea of finding beauty in um, things that are imperfect, impermanent, and incomplete. Oh, well, that and when it has a Japanese word associated with it, that just makes it all the more, I don't know, important seeming. Imperfect, imperfect, permanent, (laughs) and incomplete. Yeah, that's excellent. Yeah. Yeah, so, you know, it's the the 
teacup with a chip that you turn into a planter or something like that. Mm-hmm. And really, it is just a wonderful embracing of imperfect, which is all yeah. about, is kind of what this whole podcast is about. We could have named this podcast Wabi Sabi. That would have been a real winner. <laughs> yeah, that would have been good and not cultural appropriation. Not at all. all. Totally. Yeah. No, no one would have thought it was bad. Um. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, but there's this, I just keep thinking of so many places where just enjoying the natural imperfection of things is um it's like a relief almost yes a relief do you know what uh-huh. i mean and just it's like we can expend so much emotional energy or mental energy on fretting over imperfection in things yes that to just accept it is just such a relief yeah yeah yeah, and then to go the step beyond it and actually enjoy it. Yeah. That's like graduate level. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yes, yes. Well, I, I love this that this idea came from Deborah because her, just in that paragraph, I felt like she encapsulated so much, but in her work as a children's picture book author, she does that in, you know, three words or you know it's it's crazy how much she can convey in very very few words and uh so i love the opportunity to make her name known to uh, any of our readers who've never listeners who've never read her stuff because her stuff is excellent oh that's good that's always fun to do yeah yeah it was, I, you know, as you were talking about your garden, I was thinking about how this um, being able to embrace imperfectionism is allowing me to enjoy imperfection because I've been wanting to plant a, um, and I think I talked about this, I've been wanting to plant a vegetable garden and we just did it and it wasn't perfect it wasn't even exactly what I had in mind but we're already like my little peas are two inches tall and and the carrots are coming up and the lettuce and the radishes and and it's it's far from perfect but I just love going out there every day and looking to see you know what's grown and and I'm not getting um perfectionistic about weeding or anything and just like enjoying it yeah and it's so nice oh that's excellent is it that was it that um it did it not meet your expectations in terms of like the raised bed or something or uh or what you were able to well like we yeah i didn't um I felt like I wanted to do a little more research about what to plant and we didn't, you know, in the past we've had, uh, we've gotten um, different soil amendments and, and we didn't, you know, because of what's going on right now, we didn't, there was a lot of things that we didn't want to do. And so we just went to uh, Home Depot at 
seven o'clock at night on a Sunday night. Oh, it was seven o'clock Sunday night on Mother's Day. <laughs> <laughs> this is my Mother's Day present. So no one was there. Uh-huh. And we just bought what they had. And we bought, you know, bags of, of compost and manure from them instead of getting a load of it and just, you know, sort of did what we could do based on what we could get at Home Depot. And it, it wasn't ideal. It, w- it w- wasn't what I would have done had we had more options available to us, but it's fine. Mm-hmm. And um, so we're enjoying herbs already and little shoots coming up and, and there's some g- little green tomatoes. Ah, that's excellent. So, yeah, that's a great yeah. example. Yeah. Um, oh, and we did it with our um, with our second floor porch. I wanted to have plants out there, and this is the this is the good part of having a um, a spouse who is very much about good enough, mm-hmm. <laughs> and going with him, and he'll just be like, "Let's do this," and I'll be like, mm, "Okay," <laughs> and. <laughs> Like, I find myself being like, well, I don't know if that's quite exactly what I want. And then it's like, oh, it's good enough. And then, and so now we have um, planters on our porch full of beautiful flowers and um, they just look great. And again, you know, they're like, had I taken the time to do the research and had another place to go, I might have picked something else out. But these, this is what they had at Home Depot, and I love it. Oh, that's great. Well, and, and that just, that's right yeah. there with my uh, limiting the choices so that it makes it easier to make a decision. You let Home Depot right. be your, <laughs> your limiter. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, um, yeah, it's great. And, and so now I'm really enjoying it. And you know that you know they're like I had noticed that a couple of the plants didn't survive transplanting, and it's okay. I'll just pull them out, and the rest will fill in over time. And it's just really nice to sort of go out there and deadhead the flowers and and just enjoy them. Listen to you. You're just like you're on you're I on know. such a journey. I know. Isn't that crazy? Because <laughs> um, you know we haven't had a vegetable garden for the last couple of years because we overthought it. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. Well, part of it was we thought we were going to do construction back there, and so it didn't make sense to um, plant in the raised beds that were going to get torn out. But um, uh, then it was like, well, you know, we're not building anything this summer, so let's have a garden. Yeah, okay. we'll work around a pandemic. Yeah. yeah, that's great. Yeah, yeah. So it is, I have to say, I really do feel like I am way more in the space of of um, enjoying good enough than wanting perfectionism, and that feels really good. That's great. I bet it feels more relaxing, too. Oh, it's way more relaxing, and it's it's easier to enjoy stuff when you're not wishing it were mm-hmm. different. Yeah. Yay. So, 
thanks thanks for being on the journey with me. Oh, you're welcome. I mean, I'm benefiting as well. I mean, I, I, I think about good enough all the time. Uh, so I feel more relaxed as well. It's great. Hopefully, uh, folks oh, who are good. listening are having the same benefit, or at least some of them. Yes. yes. We yes. hope. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I did happen to notice today, I will probably get these numbers totally wrong, but... Um, our podcast hit the charts in a couple of different countries. Oh, yeah? Which countries? Yeah. Oh, that's exciting. Um, uh, Austria, we hit 63 in health and fitness podcasts. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Is that random? Yeah. It's delightfully random. <laughs> yeah. And the, the, um, this thing tells you... Uh, like I think it's anything if you're like in the top 200 podcasts in the genre mm -hmm. and uh, so in South Africa we hit 53 wow and what other random countries do we have in here um, Czech Republic 136 <laughs> that's great that's so cool yeah. Yeah. It's fun, though, right? Totally. I love knowing that people are listening to us in other Me countries. Me, too. Me, too. That's just fantastic. Thank you to the listeners yeah. in Austria, South Africa, and Czech Republic. <laughs> and every other country where you're listening yes. to us. Right. Um, so, anything else to say about um, enjoying imperfection just thank you to deborah underwood for letting us letting us read her message and for her wisdom and i'll um also yes. ask her permission to put the picture of her imperfect papers in the show notes i don't know if she'll say yes but i will definitely put a um, link to her website oh that would be great all right well so what about you how are you our listeners enjoying imperfection um, you can let us know on our Facebook page, on Instagram at Getting to Good Enough, on Twitter at GTG Enough, or on our website, gettingtogoodenough.com, where you can leave a comment on the show notes for today's episode. Um, but for now, this is Shannon Wilkinson in Portland, Oregon. And Janine Adams in St. Louis, Missouri. And we hope that good enough is getting easier for you. I'm glad my garden's getting watered right now, too, so I don't have to do it. Yeah. I appreciate that, too.